2: Hey guys, so normally this is the part of the show where I advertise my Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew but I have something a bit more important to advertise today. And no, this isn't a joke. This isn't like when I was like, oh, Paleobytes hemorrhoid cream. And no, this isn't a joke on a joke. It's like, oh, this is Paleobytes energy drink formula. No, of course not. No. And this isn't Paleobytes toilet paper either. <laughs> I really undermined myself by doing so many jokes. So I have an actual book for you to actually buy with actual money. It's called Tesla Knots. It's a steampunk set in the 1920s about a secret group of government agents led by Nikola Tesla that use incredible technology hidden to the world. And the main character learns of this organization on a quest to find out what happened to his father who's been missing since World War I. And it's a romp. You really should check it out. It's available on Amazon, at Barnes and Noble, at thrift bookstores online. It's available for ebook and print. It's getting great reviews so far, and y- you should be part of the movement because this book is what's current. <laughs> Electrical pun. Also, I've got a Patreon at patreoncom Donald. and this month we're talking about Disney's Dinosaur as our pop culture featuring prehistoric animals, an underrated movie from 2000. You can check that out, I guess, too. Check them out in both. Support your local artists. Link is in the description for both of these things. Thank you for your support, and have a good day! Roar. growl, Snarl. Bellow. Roar. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast that's Cretaceous, goodness gracious! <laughs> Oh, that one was bad. Uh, my name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I'm in a rotating series of guest co-hosts, talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by someone who, because of scheduling issues with well, a bunch of different things, you'll be hearing a lot of her in the next month or so. It's Christina Eilert. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm, I hope you guys like me. I'm trying yeah. to do a good you job have, for you. You have
2: a very sweet voice. You have a very sweet and kind voice.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's the Disney Princess thing.
2: Which sometimes runs <laughs> dissonance with some of the jokes... <laughs> (laughs) yeah
1: but i think that i think that's Uh, funny
2: yeah i heard a really really dark joke recently oh no what (laughs) okay i apologize (laughs) so much in (laughs) advance listeners for this
1: he's like (laughs) closing his eyes
2: (laughs) what do amazon the company and Mm -hmm. the catholic church have in common uh they're both too big to be stopped they both don't pay taxes and they both (gasps) the little guy
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's, I heard that. I'm like, oh, my God. That that took a turn for sure. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the best thing for me to do, though, is to uh, put in the dice-related question in a thing that relates to what I, the horrible thing I just said. Which would be? Uh, okay. I've already actually, surprisingly <laughs> enough, I've already done – Dinosaur question of if you could imagine any dinosaur to be Catholic, which one and why? So instead, I will do if you could ship a dinosaur using Amazon, <laughs> which one and where to?
1: Oh, okay. So I wouldn't necessarily be sending it to myself. I mean, you could be. It could be, be, if be you anybody. Want.
2: You could be if you want, or you could send it to someone else.
1: Well, okay. So I think, like, the one that I would send. I w- so I would send the one that we're going to talk about later on, the Bronto Scorpio, yeah, to my enemy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: What they look at, like, oh, what a nice delectable lobster. I,
1: I mean, hope not. <laughs> um, and then to myself, I would another dinosaur or prehistoric creature. We're going to talk talk about the Microraptor. I would send uh, that to that myself. That one actually
2: is a dinosaur. So <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that'd be pretty cool.
2: That'd be pretty cool. They seem really cute. Since it's, like, a crow, it's, like, the goth dinosaur sort of yep. thing. And then I was, like, imagine, like, you know how we like to imagine our, our, was it, busty goth chicks or whatever?
1: Yes, <laughs> But yes. then I was, like,
2: thinking, it was, like, okay, imagine a, a busty goth chick. Now, imagine a busty goth chick with a micro-raptor on her shoulder. Doesn't that somehow make it hotter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it definitely and makes it, it hotter. Like, it's not the micro I mean, it is, it, you're not attracted to the micro-raptor, but, like.
1: No, but if there's, like, a goth girl who has, like, a cool, like, black dragon or something on her... Like, you're going to be like, all right.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's like a girl with a snake is usually pretty hot because, like, snakes are usually pretty scary. Just associate a girl without fear. Yeah, (laughs) that's true.
1: I always feel like I'm hotter when I'm holding a snake.
2: Have you held a snake? You've been modeling, have you?
1: Oh, yeah. I did a whole uh, photo shoot with a snake and it was so... The one snake was so big. Oh, yeah. It took two people to put it on top of me. It was that big. Wow. I mean, it was probably like... I don't know, that big around? Yeah. It was big. Well, my friend growing up, she had a little ball python that she got when he was about like as big as he could fit around your wrist. Mm-hmm. And I think now he's about four feet tall. So I've known him his whole life.
2: Wait, the wait the snake is four feet tall? It's
1: four feet long.
2: <laughs> when it rears up <laughs> when like it a rears cobra. Up,
1: yes, it's four feet tall. But yeah, I've known him his whole life and he's a pretty chill guy.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Actually, I think I've read that snakes can rear up where two thirds of their body are off All the ground. All of them? Well, some snakes, like the King Cobra, can rear up where Jeez. two-thirds of its body are, all, are off the ground. So
1: if it was rearing up four feet tall, it'd be, like, six feet long total.
2: Maybe not some, because, co- like, the King Cobra is 16 feet. No way in hell it's rearing up to 12 feet. There'd be that's, no reason yeah. for it to. Like,
1: are they really that big?
2: Yeah, that's, like, the biggest venomous snake in the oh world. Oh, my God. All the big, big snakes are, like, constrictors or whatever. Oh, like, okay. like, like, anacondas and pythons. But, so the King Cobra is the biggest venomous snake.
1: And oh. I think it reaches
2: up to, like, 16 feet long. Dang. Yeah. I'll
1: have to see if I can find the picture of me with a snake because it's, it's impressively big. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is it, like, wrapped around your arm or – I mean, it was just
1: on top of me. On
2: your shoulders, yeah. Like,
1: it was just – I mean, it was so big, it was, like, covering almost all of my body. Nice. Yeah.
2: Did you Were you afraid?
1: Afraid of getting crushed. Yeah, that's a But, thing. like, not bit or, like, constricted.
2: Well, constricted is crushed, I guess, in a way.
1: Well, I mean – he wasn't around me. He was just like laying on top of me uh, more.
2: Well, that sounds nice. Yeah. I like snakes. They're cool. It
1: felt cool like to feel all this. Oh, yeah. Scales. All the scales. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Also, I think they're kind of cute. If you look up cute snakes, there's they some are. adorable snakes. Yeah. My mom is terrified of snakes. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. Like huh?
2: the way I view spiders, she views snakes. Because oh. like the thing about spiders, like I, I don't think they're going to hurt me. I just don't like the way they look or the way they move. Yeah. She's that way with snakes. Yeah. And I guess it is some, somewhat unsettling, the fact that they have no arms and legs, but can just move so effortlessly. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> haven't you seen those cute memes where they put, like, eyebrows over them or, like, arms on them? I've, and seen, they're, one,
2: like... I've seen one with, like, a top hat. Yeah! <laughs> like, it's so uh,
1: cute. Anyway. See, for me, it's moths.
2: Oh, yeah, moths suck! Like,
1: you can put them in the toilet, they fly back out, they don't die. Yeah. Like, uh, anyway.
2: Anyways. <laughs> I forgot what we are talking about. Oh, that's right! <laughs> so, uh,
1: Tic-tac-lick!
2: Okay, so yeah, that's the thing. i like, I don't like... Float finned fish like mud skippers.
1: They are kind of creepy looking, though. And
2: speaking of which, <laughs> we're talking about TikTok. I'm sorry, TikTakalik. You know, I've been on TikTok a lot.
1: TikTalik?
2: TikTalik. Is that right? I don't even know. I should have looked up how to pronounce this thing, but who <laughs> can be bothered? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> TikTalik. It's okay. one of those double A things. Like it's. Like, is it
1: TikTalik?
2: Well, it's not a Aardvark. So. Oh, you're
1: right. <laughs> it's a fellow English major. Slam in my pronunciation. Well, I don't
2: even know if this is English. Actually, no, it's not English. It's Inuit. Uh, it means large freshwater fish. It's named after oh. the in- by the Inuit elders in the territory where the fossils were discovered.
1: Wow, that's actually really cool.
2: Yeah. So, type is a Sarcoduridian, a group also known as the lobe finned fish. Yes, even though these guys climbed onto land and had early lungs, they're still technically classified as fish. Wah. Yeah. Uh, and how big are they? Way bigger than you might think. Uh, size eight point two feet. Slash 2.5 meters long. That's a big boy.
1: I I honestly, when we were writing our notes on this episode, I didn't even read that. I didn't realize they were that big. They're huge. That's enormous. I think
2: it's bigger than like any amphibian today. Like the Japanese giant salamander is the biggest amphibian today. I think it's like only six feet long. Only
1: six feet. (laughs) But like 8.2 feet, like I feel like I could get eaten. Because I'm, like, f- only uh, five and a half feet.
2: I don't think it would eat you. Just because it was it was cold-blooded, so it didn't oh. eat that much meat. Yeah, there you go. It, it could eat your head, I guess, and then be done Ooh, for I a be- year. That's <laughs> creepy. I don't know. Did it have teeth? I think it might have had some teeth. Yeah, it had teeth, actually. I looked into this. So uh, it actually was uh, quite a predator. In fact, Diet Carnivore It had some nice sharp teeth on its round um, sort of jaw. That's very fish-like. Uh, time Late Devonian. 376 to 374 million years ago. I'm assuming for most non-dinosaur paleontology fans, you know Triassic, Jurassic, Cretaceous, than anything before that, nothing. I right? was
1: literally going to say I've never heard of Devonian before. Okay,
2: so... <laughs> <laughs> so, there's... Geological periods stretch far back, and they're usually marked by, like, certain... Like, you can tell on the rocks when certain events, like change certain th- ways. Like, you can totally mm-hmm. see the, the the Cretaceous-Paleogene border now. Like, if you go certain places, you can see the layer of iridium where the oh, meteor cool. hit. Like, if you go on certain cliffs, it's really cool. Uh, but the Devonian is way back. So, like, the earliest dinosaurs appeared about 225 million years ago. This mm-hmm. is 150 million years before that. Wow. So, and 150 million years ago from now was Stegosaurus time. So think about that. This is as far back...
1: From the, that...
2: that as we are, are from Stegasaurus.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So,
2: like time is just
1: there's a lot of it.
2: There's so much of it. Location <laughs> Northern Territories, Canada. That that part of Canada that no one lives in.
1: <laughs> Too cold. Too cold. It's like close to the North Pole. A lot
2: of lakes a lot of islands, you know. Oh, okay. It was described in 2006, pop culture appearances, no big movie TV or literature appearances, but Wikipedia humorously states that TikTok is used in a lot of internet memes criticizing it for playing a critical role in the chain of events that would lead to all of human suffering. (laughs) Like, I've seen a lot of pictures of the image that I'm undoubtedly going to use as the image of this episode. Yeah. It says, like, get a load of this asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like these,
1: they're really priceless memes. They are so good.
2: It's like, just kick it back in.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: There was a direct line between the Kardashians and Trump and that stupid fish oh, God. crawling up <laughs> onto land.
1: How dare you, sir? <laughs> or ma'am.
2: Back in the day, as it during the pre-Cambrian, Cambrian, Ordovician times, life was mostly confined to the sea. This makes sense as there are a lot of food, oxygen, and energy already there, plus the water acts as a good buoyancy for larger animals. Mm. But where there was land, there was opportunity for life. The first ones able to get up there would have no predators after all. Because, like, there'd be nothing else to eat them. so Yeah, just them. And just be able to spread as they wish. And that's what happened with plants, which first went on to land in the Ordovician period, just like 100 million years before this. Wow. <laughs> and then they started really diversifying in the Silurian, which is the period before the Devonian. Next up are the fungi, which became the first forest, like Prototaxites, which I remember mm-hmm. I showed you, those big obelisk uh, yeah. fungus.
1: Really funky looking.
2: Yeah, like 30 feet tall. First forest were these things. Very weird. Yeah. Probably peaceful, too. Very quiet forest Because it would be many creatures making yeah, noise. Yeah, you're right. It would be very eerie walking through that. Ooh. Kind of makes me think of Dark Crystal. Remember like, kinda like the vibe of that? Oh. Remember they went through that swamp? dark, <laughs> yeah. And everything moved?
1: I was thinking like a thriller or a horror movie where it's all quiet. And then all of a sudden you hear some things rustling. And you're like, but there's nothing here to rustle. No.
2: It's like, it, trick, it would trick your brain to thinking there's something that's going to come out and get me when there's literally nothing that could. I know. But you're, you would just constantly be on edge. Yeah. Again, if you're back then, you're time-traveled. There's no reason anything else couldn't have time-traveled and followed you. So, True. Like, we're thinking about this logically. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Anyways, um, so then the arthropods came up, including the first insects and arachnids. Mm-hmm. So naturally, it's about damn time for the vertebrae animals to come up as well. Back then, though, the only vertebrates were fish which aren't classified as tetrapods, a.k.a. the animals with legs. But that didn't stop them from trying. <laughs> Enter tikta One of the first ones to do this, a fish with strong lobes and elbows allowed to get under land like a mudskipper for extended periods of time.
1: Before I get started, can we, like, focus on lobes for a second? Lobes. Because that's such a weird way to describe something.
2: Lobe-limbed fish.
1: Do you know more about that?
2: Uh, it's not the most common group of fish. They're pretty prehistoric. One of the more recent, the newer ones... Well, not new ones. One of the surviving ones is the coelacanth. Have you heard of the coelacanth?
1: Yeah, but I can't picture what it looks like. Should I Google it? Yeah,
2: like Google. Okay, so it's spelled C-O-E. Oh, I found it. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At
0: Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: okay images oh okay kind of creepy looking
2: yeah okay here's the fun thing though so that creature was thought to be extinct since the cretaceous up until the 1930s when some living ones were found
1: Uh, They look massive.
2: They're huge, like four feet long or five feet long.
1: So what makes it a lobed, like...
2: Because the fish isn't, the fin isn't, is like... Lobe. I don't know what else. To oh, okay.
1: <laughs> like, it has a lot of fins on it.
2: Yeah, it's true.
1: So I didn't know if that was it. The
2: but. biggest fish, the biggest bony fish were loat finned fish. Like, there was one called Leedsichthys. they've done an episode on. Lived in the Jurassic period. It was like a whale that it filter fed.
1: Wow. Uh, okay. And it
2: reached like, 60 or 70 feet long. Like, it was, like, big wow. whale size.
1: Oh, my gosh. So... Wow.
2: Here's the thing. So the Sealcanth the, was first thought to be extinct since the time of the dinosaurs, but then in the 1930s, it was found to be still be alive. And I think now it's pretty much, it's still thriving. But a wow. fun little detail, in Atlantis Lost Empire, the Disney movie we're both big fans of, uh-huh. at the very beginning, when Milo is talking with the billionaire to fund the expedition to Atlantis, and you see the tank, you can see coelacanths. In in his aquarium. And that takes place before the 1930s. And I think that was intentional. I think it uh, was meant to show that he's just that good of an explorer.
1: Wow. Yeah, no, I think you're right.
2: Because there's no way they wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Like, I think that was a really neat detail. Because, like, this Whitmore guy, he's, like, he's shown to have all this money and using it to just explore whatever, and so...
1: Yeah, he's, like, the OG, like, tech billionaire before there was a tech
2: billionaire. Well, I mean, it's applied to that submarine with all those sub pods and the torpedoes and the balloon and the big drilling machine. That was all him. Yeah. I don't know if he built it, but he funded it. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: was pretty cool. I love
2: that movie. Yeah, it was a really lo- good. A lot of uh, Tesla knots, like, the tech is... And the inspiration behind it comes from that movie. Oh. From the explorer's tech. Very cool. Yeah.
1: Well, similar era, too.
2: Yeah, a little so. bit earlier, but... Similar. Um,
1: yeah. Well, anyway.
2: So, so uh, yeah, tick to lick
1: This guy. <laughs> this creature right here or something very much like it is responsible for humans becoming a thing.
2: How dare it. Oh, uh, man. On the plus side, it's also responsible for dinosaurs becoming a thing.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Which, that, they are pretty cool. It but, balances out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, we should have just stayed fishies in the ocean. Mm. But, alas, here we are. Uh, what really made the Tiktaalik able to come up onto land is the fact that it had much larger pelvis, which was able to support a more amphibious mud skipper like type of mobility.
2: Yeah, having a strong pelvis is good for a number of reasons. Listeners, I'm in a relationship. I think. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I'm just.
1: <laughs> la la la. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> But because of that mobility, it's led the internet to pro- proclaim, "Push it back."
2: Okay, here's the reason. Here's my reason for not pushing it back. If we did push it back, we go back to the present. What do you think has taken over? That's right, probably arthropods. There's like a bunch of crab people oh. that have taken over now. Oh,
1: that's really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are we, are we much better? I don't. <laughs> that's debatable. I
2: feel like the crab people would have a weird sense of honor that we just don't have, though. Oh, maybe. Crab doesn't kill crab. <laughs>
1: like, no, but haven't you heard that parable? What? If you uh, put a bunch of, it's I don't know, I'm probably going to say this totally wrong, but if you put a bunch of crabs into a bucket, they can't escape because instead of working together, they always just crawl on top of each other, and so nobody gets out.
2: Oh, never mind. They're exactly like humans. Okay. Yeah, apparently <laughs> so, they're exactly like. So never mind. No sense of honor. So.
1: Equally as terrible.
2: <laughs> so yeah, the world would be just as bad, but just a different person would be, a different group would be ruling. Different
1: kind it. of weird. Um, but meme, it really cracked me up. Um what really cracked me up was that the paleontologist who I am, I'm ready to criticize them. Um, I'm just a lowly English major who Googled Tiktaalik and read the first two articles listed there. What they said was a Tiktaalik pelvis is a mix of fish and tetrapod characteristics showing that the transition from water to land is not as straightforward as we previously thought.
2: Well, it's sort of like how like that whole misleading painting of, like, the ape slowly walking upright and becoming man. Mm. There's a lot of branches that kind of lead up, to that, that some go one path, and then go extinct, others go a path, and go extinct. There is one line, but it's not really like a line, it's more like a slithering sort of branch. So. Yeah,
1: like, it's much more complicated than we thought. Um, but, in that some tetrapod characteristics thought to be linked to the movement onto land first evolved in fishes, this also suggests that the evolution of these characteristics occurred in a series of steps. The full nature of which we don't fully understand. So,
2: like, I imagine, like pre-tick to lick, you have like a fish that gets on the thing that's like, eh. yeah, <laughs> and then next tick to eh. it's eh. like. Barely
1: goes up. <laughs> okay, enough. <laughs> like one step onto land.
2: <laughs> just one fin, and then finally it's like its front is up and it's like, oh, there's nothing here. <laughs> Back in,
1: like... Or maybe it's like, ooh, look at all this delicious greenery up here.
2: Well, I, I may imagine probably the reason why they tried to get up there was to avoid predators. Yeah. Like if so, if a bigger fish that can't go on the land is chasing you, what better way to escape than to just crawl on the land? Yeah. So
1: Which some other creature that we're gonna talk about later does.
2: Yeah, exactly. But, so uh, I think it's pretty interesting uh
1: but it, it made me laugh because like wouldn't it make complete sense for this kind of thing to happen like for the evolution to be a more logical and smooth transition i just thought it was funny that that wasn't how scientists necessarily really thought it
2: would here's go here's the thing about evolution it's chaotic as hell <laughs> because evolution people say like oh things evolve to become better like no evolution is not no always path. <laughs> like at, what happens is that Genetic mutations—they happen all the time. Yeah, they happen all the time, and most of them are just go on, don't affect anything. Some of them are actually detrimental, and then those die. Have they you never... met
1: me? I'm maladapted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then you got some that are like, oh, this actually happens to work really well, and so then it's able to uh, to breed, and then it, the, the genetic mutations happen anyway. Yeah, it just happens to be that like if the environment changes to a point where the genetic adaptation that would have happened anyway happens to be beneficial. yeah, It's like, example, the bears. Like, let's say you got, like, bears that lived up in the snow, mm-hmm. and they were still brown. And one time, one of them, for whatever reason, that was, again, completely accidental, happened to get white fur. And then it was like, wait a minute, no, now I can catch... Animals way easier because I'm camouflaged (laughs) with the snow, and so white bear is more successful, and then it is able to reproduce better, and it probably reproduces at least for the first couple thousand million times with another brown bear. Right. But it's able to keep pushing the gene forward, and then as they're the ones that survive, they're the ones keep passing the genes. Gets more and more likely for white bears Mm -hmm. occur rather than brown bears until eventually you just have all white bears.
1: But see that like makes a logical, like sensible, like progression. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and I think this does too. Like, I mean, but like also keep in mind as well as the white bears, you got. It's not like there aren't brown bears anymore.
1: True. Like, there are some tick to lick that do not have a strong pelvis. No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, those are the ones that didn't breed as well. Yeah, so I, I can see it making sense with like um, it making like you have some that go on the land and like they're the ones that can. Escaped predators easier. But then you have some that like evolve to maybe not go onto land, but to swim faster.
1: I think, hold on, I'm trying to think of what the phrase is. Arkham's Razor?
2: Yeah. Arkham's razor? Yeah, I've heard of this.
1: That's what it reminds me of. Like, it, to me, the like happening is like Occam's Razor. Like, it's the simplest explanation is the true one. Oh, yeah. Which is this creature existing. As an in-between.
2: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, again, in-betweens are a thing, of course, but that doesn't mean that it, it's, like, just that line. Yeah. There's a lot of branches that, I think that's more what they mean? I I don't know. Because, like, yeah, it, it seems pretty simple. Like, live in water, then go on to land for a bit, go on to land a bit more, then go on to land a bit more. Yeah. Amphibians, you know, they're still tied to the water and that their eggs have to be wet. They have to be submerged. Because oh. they have no shell.
1: Oh, okay. So
2: they're still, like, fish eggs and then mm-hmm. the tadpoles all live in the water. So amphibians are still tied to water. Every now and then you get those weird desert frogs though, but they still have to rely on pools, you know, like
1: Well, I feel like it's just as like well, me being an English major and like criticizing the semantics of these like very highly educated uh, as people. A,
2: as an English major, I criticize the science of these science majors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like okay, whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I just I just think TikTok is hilarious because like I mean, because of the means, but mainly because most of the pale I've seen really exemplify the fact, oh, this is a transitional fossil. It's always half out of the water, half in the water, with its front fins and head out of the water and its back fins and tail in the water. I'm just like, it's just showing off. It's, it's, po- it's a pose, I guess. It's well, like, it's basking. It's and
1: just- I didn't put this in the episode, but when I was doing my research on it, I found an article that said that the woman who did that illustration yeah. had seen all the memes that everybody had done. And she was like... Yeah, I see how this is, like, appropriate in this day and age, because especially during, like, COVID, oh, she yeah. was like, yeah, people are kind of a har- having, like, a hard time of it, and she's like...
2: Oh, memes help so much during yeah. COVID. Yeah, I think
1: she, like, somewhat approved of, Yeah, you know... I mean,
2: what more can you do? It's not like yeah. she would say, no, stop making this serious. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that's not going to work. It's going to get worse. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> also, it doesn't help that that picture is kind of inherently funny. Like, the way it like is kind of in a dork- dorky S shape, yeah. it's kind of making a dopey face. It <laughs> is. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it's derpy. <laughs> so it's derpy. So let's rate this derpy creature oh, okay. when I have 65 million or whatever weird rating scale you do. Because like some people, <coughs> Laura, like to break <laughs> the scale. Like I just do like, I'm going to rate the seven seven pearls and oysters or pearls and shells or something. Like, uh,
1: did she do that?
2: She did seven zebras once. I'm like, why? It's like just interesting.
1: Okay. Well, I guess I'm more conventional.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, sometimes traditions are good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are, are you making me go first, then?
2: Yeah, go first. Okay.
1: Um, I think as far as, like, this potentially being the key, like, connector between then and now, I'm a nihilist, mm. so I'm kind of like, a few guy. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, you know, it's not just us that came from it. Lyra also came from it.
1: I mean, it's not all bad. Yeah. So I guess I it, would say... It's just one...
2: Rather big blemish on his record. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> it's like-, like when someone is a really nice guy and their one problem is that they're a child trafficker. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, kind of a problem.
2: Yeah, it's like they, I can see that kinda of would ruin it. Even if like, oh, they're also really good at charity work, they also like love animals, they also like Yeah. <laughs> but but no, they're also a child trafficker. I was,
1: okay, I'll do, like, 20 million.
2: Wow, that's actually way more than I thought you oh, would really? do based on. That. Because you're, you're the one the ones that's like, I'm going to rate, like, a five.
1: Uh, did I do that?
2: You rated Sean Honosaurus just an eight because it only had eight bones found at the time. Yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah, not even eight million, just eight. Just eight. Yeah. <laughs> So Take you're rating this $20 million. Wow. Sean Hondasaurus is crying in the corner. <laughs> like, like, yep. <laughs> uh, tick to like, okay, 20000000 million. I'm going to rate it. I'm going to be way more generous. I'm going to rate like a $55 million because okay. without those small steps for large freshwater fish, we wouldn't be here. And, you know, honestly, as some I, I, you're a nihilist. I'm an existentialist. <laughs> I like existing. <laughs> so I don't like to think about there was a time. Before me, that where I wasn't a thing, and there will be a time after me where I'm not a thing.
1: See, to me, that sounds great.
2: No, Nothing. No, I hate it. <laughs> oblivion is scarier than hell. I will die on this hill.
1: Mm, okay. <laughs>
2: like, I would rather be sentenced to hell than be sentenced to oblivion. And I'm not even religious. So.
1: And that's where we differ.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like a. I just there's got to be something after.
1: There's got to be something. That's what people say. So yeah, might I, work out for you.
2: Anyways, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> on that crazy existential note. <laughs> that's it for this. Wait, did I even rate it? Oh, wait, I didn't. 60 yeah, mil. Did. So, oh, I did rate it. Okay. 55. Oh, 55 million. Okay, cool. All
1: right. <laughs> 55.
2: 55. All right, well, that's it for this week. If you like the whole show, you can contact me at MattD at for you general questions to any of the co-hosts. You can find me on social media at Creator on Facebook and at matthewdon 64 and pretty much everywhere else. So that includes Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok now. Uh, speaking of tiktok look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed that we made very few jokes about this setting, like, the app.
1: Yeah, we are much a bigger user than I am of yeah. it.
2: And, then, look, I wasn't until recently. Because, like, for a while I was like, oh, this is so dumb. But then eventually I was like, oh, this is so dumb. I got to keep scrolling. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I
1: think it's cute.
2: There's some cool things. Yeah. There's, there's like, cool science videos. There's cute animal videos and the occasional thirst trap. But, Yep, but, I like- it's okay. My girlfriend and I watch them together. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, if, if, did you want to say where they could find you? Or yeah, you can just something? ask Matt. Okay, <laughs> just ask me. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, I want to find your co-host Christina Eilert. What's her number, dude?
1: <laughs> I mean, you can just search that on Facebook and you'll find me. But I probably won't add you because I don't know you are, I IRL.
2: Well, I'm sure everyone's curious about your snake pictures, though. Are they on your Instagram? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they will be at some point maybe or not I don't know <laughs> there you go
1: a <laughs> thirst strap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I'd fall for that <laughs> but alright uh, also I have a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle I also have a non-dinosaur related book series Tesla Teslanauts Woohoo. available also for print and Kindle um, I'm working on more of that not about dinosaurs but Hey, believe it or not, not everything I do is about dinosaurs. Just most things I do. Yeah, <laughs> pretty close. Yeah.
1: I'm, like, counting the amount of dinosaurs I can literally see right now in your apartment.
2: Look, I have a brand. <laughs> I got to maintain the brand. Yep. <laughs> like, I literally have a living dinosaur right over here. She goes, <laughs> Anyways, I have a podcast called The Way R- It's currently on indefinite hiatus. But, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's still pretty good. I'm thinking about bringing it back maybe eventually. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm talking to my coats about it. We got some ideas cooking. Okay. We'll see. But anyways, that's it for this week. i to say the end of every episode of Paleobites. Uh, back in the water. Shoot. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Planning for your next trip?